critics have said he has a face for radio and a voice for silent film. And now, here is your host, Ben Gordon. Welcome to the Doc G Show, gang. It is me, your host, Doc G. Oh. With the rounding out of the radio tra, we have Mr. Dave Burles, Berlin. I brought the goods, boys. And Mr. Justin, virgin back, evangelista. Once again, bringing the milk. Work. I've got the cookies. the lactose intolerant people. Wait, what? To satisfy them? Mm-hmm. Is it almond milk? Hmm. So you're going to satisfy them by destroying their stomach? Soy. Oh, okay. Okay. Other options. Bazinga. Other options. It's time to make radio magic. We already obviously have with that milk comment. So nope. jo- job completed, guys. Yep. I want to keep the listeners waiting. I mean, sometimes waiting's warranted. Why? Gotta tease them a little bit. It's necessary. Good, thing comes, good things come to people who wait. Yes. To build some anticipation, to make it feel worth it in some cases. Yeah. Definitely. Then sometimes it's just really annoying. So true. This time could be one of those for instances, but I'm going to give you for another instance, guys. I needed to go to the ATM the other day. Mm-hmm. You guys have been in that situation before, right? Yeah. Need which- some- which ATM did you go to? I go to Wells Fargo because I'm a Wells Fargo customer. True. I like to be screwed in my oh. business. You know? What? That's... Well, we lost the sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they were they were like, hey, you know what? We need the Doc G Show for a sponsor. <laughs> they get at least 10 listeners a week, so That's we'd fact. like those play 10. It. We don't have anyone come to our office, so we'll just play the Doc G Show. Anyways, I went to their ATM. Been a customer since 2003. Yeah, I am. So I walked over to the bank, and there's already someone at the ATM, right? Mm -hmm. I see them over there, and I was like, okay, well, fine. I'll wait in line, right? And you wait a little bit back because you don't want to make them feel like you're crowding their space. Yep. You're going to attack them. You're going to steal their numbers. Exactly. And And as long as you don't have 74 people, you're like, okay, I've got time to wait because it's not going to take that long. It's an ATM, right? So I'm sitting there, and a minute turns into two, two turns into three. You see where I'm going with this. It turns into 10 minutes that I'm sitting there. Literally, 10 minutes. A song went through on my iPhone while I was waiting, and I was just like, "What, what can you be doing at an ATM, do they have like a new Kindle option? Are you oh. reading a book while you're sitting there? Like, was this person old? Yes, That's they were. Probably why oh, they were. That had to be and why. she she even turned to me in the middle of the process, and she gives me one of those looks with a laugh, like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on here, and just like goes back. And I was like, what? What are you? What are you confused about? That was your about? cue to help her. Yeah, but I mean, like, seriously, you got like four options. That's At most, you got like get money, yeah. deposit money, mm-hmm. check your balance, and transfer. Right? Transfer, okay, five. Because you can also buy stamps now. You know, oh, you nice. can also do that, right? I could have done each one of those tasks twenty-two times in the time she took at the ATM. Like yes! she finally finishes her calculus problem that Did she was she working walk out on. With a bunch of cash? No, she didn't have anything. 
<laughs> and she's like, she she did one of those like hover rounds as she was leaving. She was like, uh, uh, she slowly starts pulling away, but she's still focused on the screen and not really leaving. And I was like, it's not downloading a song. You're not waiting for something up there. What are you doing? You have to make sure that she cancels out on all her yeah, screens she was worried so no that one steals her gonna, money. Especially because you look suspicious. Uh, that's true. She was like, this almost guy's going to take my money. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I, every time I'm done with ATM, I press that red button so many X. times. <laughs> and then it's out. Okay. Make okay. Sure. I did. I, make sure. I, I scared her. But yeah. so I finally yeah, get up to do. the ATM. And I couldn't even really celebrate, you know, the fact that I was up there. Because I'm at an ATM. So it's true. not like something exciting that I was waiting for. It's not like I was waiting for the new ride at Six Flags. I wasn't like, wow, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> like $40 into my account. Oh, my God. That was so awesome. Right? Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was very annoying that I had to wait that long for an ATM. Right? So I don't want to leave our tens of listeners and fans waiting. Finally. Therefore, I say... Fire up the show, guys. You know what you could have done? What? Because I went to the drive-thru ATM. That would have been just as long, though. Why? Because there were like three cars in that one. Oh, you didn't tell me the context of that. Okay, sorry. There were three cars in the one. In the I just get money from Publix. There you go. We're making the listeners wait longer. Let's see, fire see up the show, did. guys. See what we did there? Yeah, fire did the show. Perfect. Fire it up. There we go. All three engines up and burning. Two. One, zero, and lift off okay. slowly. <laughs> Fellas, we have a tremendous show today. We have the fantastic band, the Georgia Flood, on our show today. Noise. We're going to talk what? to their uh, lead singer, Brooks Mason. They're going to be here in Jacksonville on March 3rd. Ooh. Yeah, they're going to be at Jackrabbits. I don't know if you guys yeah, have ever yeah. attended a concert at Jackrabbits or no. a, a gig, as they call it in the biz. But, yeah, that's uh, out of the beach, I think, right? No, no, no. <laughs> it's San Marco area. Yeah. Okay, Riverside. One. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so real good, real good show. Going to be on March third. Can't wait to talk to them. But we're going to hear four of their songs. Four yeah. of their songs. Yeah. Quadro, baby. They Ga- jam. They do. They jam. They're pretty yeah. good. Well, guys, we're going to also start with birthday suit because that's where we start. Happy birthday. Okay. But I want to go ahead and lay down the law. A little info for you guys. Hmm. We only have one birthday suit today. <laughs> Ooh, so we can't yeah, mess up. Yeah, we got to get it. Because it's a shallow pot. Birthday, birthday yeah. suit pool. Yeah, not many famous February 28th folks out there. So did you make up for the rest of the birthday suits? What do you mean? With like some type of cool segment? Of course. This show is chocked full of cool Cool segments. segments. I know you did. Are you kidding me? All right. I'm making the listeners anxious. That's right. Good. Man, you were good at building anticipation. Did you see that? Nope. They don't pay me the big bucks for nothing. There we go. They do not pay me the big bucks for nothing. Zero. Zero bucks. This is not a game for me at all. All right, guys. Birthday suit wearer was born February 28th, 1977. Ho ho. Yeah. In Macon, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Macon. Macon, Bacon. Yeah. What? Pretty close. Huh? Yeah, fairly close. His parents separated when he was three, and he was raised predominantly by his mother. But in the summer, he would live with his father in Homestead, Florida. Hmm. Oh. Yeah. His dad taught him how to play the guitar. 
He started playing gigs at the age of 15. At the age of 21, he moved to Nashville to try and make it in country music. Amen. He hit his big break with his first album and single, the single being titled Hicktown. Hmm. Since then, he's had songs such as She's Country, Big Green Tractor, Crazy Town, My Kind of Party, Burning It Down, What's the name? You know it, is it Jason Aldean? Yes, it is Jason Aldean. Nice. You, you mentioned him before we came we on air. talked about it, yeah. I had to play it cool. When you said yeah. Jason Aldean, <laughs> I was like, huh. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's not a birthday suit right there. I don't know. But it was. Oh. It was a birthday suit. Nice. Yes. Guys, are you ready to rip some headlines? Rip it, son. Show them to me. Oh, and now the news. All right, guys. It's still cold up in upstate New York. Am I right? Sorry I for guess. Those I've never been. It's well, it's pretty cold. Sunny in 85 over here. Well, you know what people do when it's cold and snowy? Play in the snow. They do. That's and fact. sometimes they play on mobiles in the snow. Oh. When they're drunk. Snow mobiles. What? No, there is no drug or alcohol activity in the story. Okay. Cocaine and whiskey. Goat. None. What? None of that in this story. There are several snowmobile clubs across the state of New York. Sweet. Right? And they all maintain snowmobile trails throughout the state so that people can party on their snowmobiles. Is snow that like four-wheeling for northern Yeah. Coast? Well, it's like four-wheeling <laughs> with snow yeah. and making sure you don't get stuck because you got a snowmobile instead of, uh, you know, tires, mm-hmm. standard tires. Uh, anyways, they had one such trail in upstate New York that was close to a man's house. Jason Higley's house ran right beside Jason Higley's house. He wasn't a fan at all of this trail. Apparently, there was a bunch of noise and traffic on the snowmobile path that made him angry, right? He didn't like it. Getting too rowdy on the trail. Don't worry. Jason had a solution. What do you think Jason's solution was? A gun. He booby-trapped the trail with a wire across it to catch... Snowmobilers across the neck. That's, basically. That is awesome. how decapitations happen. People. Yeah. What? Yeah. Did he decapitate somebody? Luckily, oh, local shit. police patrol these trails and caught the booby trap before any snowmobilers hit it. And then they went to Jason's house and he was like, Yeah, they were making a lot of noise. So I thought I'd put it up. Wait, what? That was his response. Like, yeah. <laughs> I thought they were making a lot of noise, so, so I'd murder them. them. Wow. <laughs> so, right? So I cut off the only thing that had make, let them make noise, their face and head. Exa- this is just me thinking off the top of the dome, guys. But if you're you're at your house and someone's doing something loud and annoying beside you, the answer is not to murder them. That's a fact. Okay? You can't no. murder them in that situation. That's the scariest Agreed. way to die. Just to let you know, that's pretty high on our list of offenses in this world. In pretty much all countries, it's pretty up there. Even yeah, in the not-so-good ones. I won't list what those are. But even in the not-so-good ones, that's pretty high up there. All right, guys. This just in. Some dude in Seattle is flying a Confederate flag. Hmm pretty strange considering Seattle wasn't even a town by the time the Civil War ended. Weird abrupt stop. That was a little strange, right? But somebody wrote into the Seattle Times. They wrote a little, you know, in their little give us the news segment and they said, hi, somebody in my neighborhood is flying a Confederate flag in front of their house. I would love to know what this means. Yeah! Means in quotations. But of course, don't want to knock on their door. 
Maybe others in the area are flying the flag. Maybe it's a story. Thank you. Hmm. So the paper went out to check out this flag. They were like, all right, well, that is sort of weird. I don't know why somebody would be flying that flag here. Yeah. And they went out, and they looked, and they were like, oh, okay, I see the answer here. Um, guys, have I ever mentioned to you how much the Norwegian flag looks like the Confederate flag? No, but no. it does. It it does to a degree, right? Like with the yeah, one has a cross, one has an X, X, and they have the same colors. Yeah, they have the same colors, like the blue banner within the X's and the cross. So that's what it was. Oh. It was our new region flag. It was not a Confederate flag. And because she walked by and the wind wasn't blowing, she saw it and was like, "Oh my God, it's a Confederate flag!" And it was a Norwegian flag. And they went on to that house and they knocked on the door and the guy was Get like, "Get your flag game right, right?" Lady and or the man, the dude living in the house is a Norwegian American that was supporting his home country in the Winter Olympics. It's not even close. Wait, what? Yeah, well, you know, that's what I sort of said because I was like, "It's a cross, and one's an X, and yeah. one with the X has has stars, stars. in yeah, it." Yeah, there's yeah. stars in that. That's X. why it's called the stars and bars. Yeah, and Norwegians don't call theirs the bars. No. Hey, check out our bars. Hmm. That's our flag. No, that in doesn't happen. In some places, that means something different. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. What? <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> what? I would not be aware of that kind of thing because I don't partake, partake in that kind of thing. Guys. I meant rap bars. Oh. oh. Bars. Bars, I son. Mean, I hear you. Bars. Sweet. Mm. Sweet tooth, Justin. VB like coming in with the sweet tooth. Guys, Jesus Christ. Huh? What happened? What did that fella do as an op- occupation? Jesus Christ, what did he do? Hmm. Healed the sick. No, but what was his job, though? He had a job. He was supposed to, like, spread the word. He was a carpenter. Guys, he Uh, worked as a carpenter. Come on now. Okay, that's not his main job. No one says Jesus the carpenter. Yeah, Yeah, that's his top job. But no one mentions that in the first He had killer ads back in the day for his carpentry. What? He was pretty good. It's Yeah, he was like, I'll heal. I will make the blind see again. So he was... He was great at miracles, and he was great at construction. But also, did you know he was great at mixed martial arts? Amen! Yeah, Yeah, I knew that. Wait. I'm pretty sure. Wait, sorry. That was Luis Felipe Andretti Armaral dressed as Jesus. Way too many names. That's a fact. He has four names. Taking people's butt dressed as Jesus. And he's from Brazil. Nice. And he was dressed as Jesus. And he got in fights nice. at Carnival. That's right. Carnival? That's right. No. Lewis. So Lewis decided to go to Carnival dressed as Jesus. Sweet. I mean, why not, right? Just makes sense. Yeah. Right? Before you head off into the desert for 40 days, <laughs> you might as well party in Carnival. Makes sense. I he's get it. in it now. I get it. Yeah, he's in the desert now. Yeah, right. In a video that went viral, a shirtless man, tattooed man, Starts accosting Lewis, dressed as Jesus, right? Say, starts what? Accosting him, as oh. in assaulting him, coming up to him, roughing him Word up. Word of the day. Nice. You know, pushing. How do you spell that? Accosting? Yeah. Uh, A-C-C-O-S-T-I-N-G, I think. Y'all have to check that on, a, on the break. Um, anywho, so Lewis uh, gets attacked. Right? Yeah. And Lewis blocks a couple of the punches first as Jesus. And then he punches the guy right in the face. Whoop-ha! 
Word. Right in the Lightning face. bolt strikes down and kills him. It well, he sort of. Nope. Except it, he just staggered back and fell over. It was close, but I mean, nice. just right, boom, right in the face. That's what you picking a fight with Jesus. Yeah, and and you hear from the crowd like, woo, Jesus kicking butt, yeah. right? They were just they're loving it, right? And then afterwards. Uh, a couple people asked him why he was dressed like Jesus. Hmm. And he was like, oh, because my friends told me I look like him. Most, <laughs> mostly because of my hair. Oh. Thought it'd be funny because I definitely don't act like him. <laughs> Good, Lewis. Nice. Good. Very nice. Guys, I've got an update from a previous story. Ooh. Oh, nice. Yes. What is it? Um, Do you remember on August 30th show when we talked about Lewis Valencia? who decided to go down to Mexico to buy a tiger. I knew it was yes. something that had to do with a tiger. I was going to say right? Yeah. A kid. The 18-year-old yeah. that had a tiger that a, tried to a, pass. Tiger cub, so right? A puppy. It's p- cat. Okay. He's like, no, no, that's my cat. And they're like, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's a tiger. So true. And they arrested him, right? Well, apparently, Lewis is going to jail for six months because of that tiger. Man. Because apparently, this wasn't a spur-of-the-moment deal. He tried to make it, if you remember the story, I told you. He tried to make it like it was a spur-of-moment deal. Like, hey, you know what? I'd like to go to Mexico. I think I'll get a tiger, right? Well, the cops looked into the story, and they checked out uh, some of his uh, text messages to a lot of friends. And apparently, he was telling all his friends how he was making a ton of money smuggling exotic animals like uh, jaguars and lions into America and whatnot. So, uh, I guess that business is over for Lewis, at least for For six six months. months. Holy crap. How do you get into that business at 18? That's crazy. It's a weird thing to get into at 18. But but I bet you he made a ton of cash. Probably made a pretty good... I mean, because he said... Sells them to zoos. I forget how much he bought the tiger. $200? It was really cheap. It's something pretty cheap. $200? What's that thing goes big? Yeah. It's like 200 grand. Don't worry, though. If you want to visit the tiger... She's still fine. Mocha is her name. M-O-K-A. Mocha. Sweet. Is at the San Diego Zoo, if you want to check her out. Sick. Ooh, I, yeah. I've been to that zoo. That's a good one. Yeah, so you can you can check her out. Guys, let's hear a little bit of tunage. Yeah, let's jam out. Let's tune in on the tunage. Ooh, nice. Tune in, baby. Yes! To the Georgia Flood. This is their song, Better Not Together.
And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Welcome back. Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. If you missed anything, check out the website, www.docgshow.com. Do it. Woo-hoo. You know, guys, it's been pretty hot outside, right? We were just talking about that. Yeah. It's all right. Sweating. I think I found out the reason. Hmm. Because we're on the air. It's all the hot takes going on on our show oh. of history. Hot, hot, hot takes of history. Straight up hot takes, guys, of history. H-O-T. What, what you got today? Oh, my gosh. We've got a holiday coming up this Friday, guys. Another holiday. Say what? Do you know what it is? What's What day is That's the that's, second? Yep. I don't know. Boxing Day. It's the Holy Festival. Word. The Holy Festival. H O L I. The Holy Festival. Okay. Where do they do? Have that you at? guys heard of the Holy Festival? This before? is the first time, and I feel like it's some weird cult thing. Now, you bite your tongue about Hindu religious celebrations. Yeah. Wow, you uncultured swine. I just bit my tongue. There you go. Good. It's it's a Hindu originally a Hindu festival. Now. Um, if you guys have ever got down, which I guess you haven't at a holy festival, considering you hadn't heard of it, nope. Um, it's pretty wild. What it's is, pretty big. What goes on at the holy festival? Well, they throw a lot of paint at each other. Finally, okay. it's like a color yeah. run. It's exactly like a color run that just goes on the whole day, and you and don't it, have to run a five k. Yeah, exactly. No five k, <laughs> just the paint throwing. Nice, I yeah. love it. And everybody is just—it's all about togetherness and equality, and people just throw paint at each Do other. You get the beers after. You uh, well, we'll get to what you get during the festival. What? It's pretty. We'll get pretty there, fun. Dave. Wait, but no, it's, <laughs> I don't like waiting. It's it's a fun festival. We're gonna dig into some facts about the festival. Are you ready? And just so you know, there's a festival, uh, a holy festival celebration in Jacksonville this year. You're gonna Where be there? Where? Happening on the campus. What? Brought to us by the uh, the Asian uh, Associate Student Association. Ah, shout yes. out to them. Yeah, shout out to the Student Asian Association. I probably got their uh, acronym backwards. Who Whatever. knows? Anyways, guys, hot takes of history on the Holy Festival. Let's go. Hot, hot, hot takes of history. So, guys, this festival, as I said, Hindu festival. The name is derived from the word holika. Oh, Holika was a demon. Jeez. That's scary. Yeah, a little bit, right? She was the sister of King Hiranyakashipu. So true. That's right. Hiranyakashipu. Hiranyakashipu. Yeah. Say that ten times fast. I can't. No. No. Nope. By the way, that's a real interesting tree. Yeah, so I'm king. My sister's a demon. Don't worry about that. Wham. Yeah, she's the bad child. I, I would yeah. really want to know the genetic. <laughs> I was the favorite. I would want to know the genetic tendencies for that. Like, am I going to have a kid that's a demon? How, like how, what's think, the percentages of that coming? 50, 50. I think it's little t, coming little out. t on the Punnett Square. Oh, oh, there you go, Mendelian, right? That's a fact. Anyways, Holika was burned to death. Wait, what? With what? the help of Vishnu. Oh, Vishnu! I heard that's of this right. guy, Lord he's pretty, Vishnu. He's, he's pretty. He's up there in yeah. Hinduism, right? He's 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 pretty much at the peak. Um. Anyways, at the start of the Holy Festival every year, they have a big bonfire. 
and this signifies Holika burning to death. My goodness. Yeah. Don't worry. It sounds vicious, but it's the celebration of good over evil. Yeah. Hooray! And then we throw colors at each other. That's what we do, right? I H-T-H! Hot Takes of History. As I mentioned before, fellas, this festival is also known as the Festival of Colors. Sweet! Okay. That's right. Uh, and the main reason is because of Gulal. Gulal was the powdered extracts of color that they threw at people. That's a fact. Right? It originally came from trees and flowers. And grind it up really colorful and woohoo! Right on a person's <laughs> face, right? In the 1800s, though, they started converting it to synthetic powders. Hmm. Different chemicals to make this colors, you know? Because it was easier. They didn't have to search for the trees and the flowers and nature. Blam. So they were just like, found some synthetic powders, cool. Turns out a lot of those mm, made people have allergic reactions. Some people ah. died from them. Oh, not, God. not very good, right? So gover- government officials now stress all-natural gulal. Sweet. They try to go back to the all-natural stuff. Gulal. Gulal. G- like There's a lot of cool names in this segment. G-U-L-A-L. Gulal. Haranya Kashipu. Mm, you were close. <laughs> you were close. H-T-H. Hot takes of history. Now, I know it seems a little bit strange, guys, to be celebrating a demon lady burning to death in a bonfire by throwing a bunch of colored powders on each other. I'm all for it. Don't worry. We'll explain it a little bit more. Uh, Most Indian people during uh, the holy festival enjoy Bahang. What? Bahang. What? Bahang. B-H-A-N-G. Bahang. What? Bahang. Yeah. It's a marijuana drink. Hmm. What? That's right. It's got marijuana in it. They have seeped it in like a tea, if you will. Sometimes it includes other things in it. It's a very, you know, proprietary blend depending on where you get your Bahang. Um, bahang. Bahang. Do they call it the streets Bahang? They too? do. Yeah, and there are Bahang sellers where you'll just be walking down the street and you'll see a Bahang you shop. Got some Bahang dealers, right? It's awesome. But marijuana is almost never used in India, except on the holy festival. Oh, people get out the Bahang and they hit the streets and they just throw colors in people's faces as they drink their behind. It's a very drug-induced... Yeah, and they say it's because of the spiritual connectiveness that the Bahang gives you, right? Celebration! H-T-H! Hot Takes of History. Guys, the Holy Festival not just celebrated in India. You know where else it's celebrated? The Philippines. Wow! That's right, Justin. Interesting. There's a pretty big throwdown in Manila. Sweet. Yeah, there's a the, lot of uh, Indian uh, Indian influence. In, in, yeah, in yeah. The Philippines. Yeah, Thrilla in Manila at the Holy Festival. Say what? Hey. Put it down. HTH. Hot takes of history. That's cool. I gotta go hit that up one day. You do. You do. Friday. Yeah, Friday. We can hit yeah. it up on campus. Anyway, are they gonna have the hang at, on campus? I, <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. Nope. Oh god. I will lean towards no. Nope. Anyways, the catchphrase of the festival is Bura Namano Oli. Hey. What? Yep, you probably pronounced I that right. Butchered that <laughs> so bad. Yes. Anyways, that means do not mind. 
it's holy. Do right? not mind it's holy. Yeah. Do not mind this marijuana. Don't drink. mind me. it's right? holy. Yeah. High as crap and yeah. tripping. Do not worry. I'm burning this lady. All right. Wait, what? It's sort of what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas yeah, for the holy for, festival. For it's like, like a, whatever. Like we're a having crazier fun. Hakuna Matata. Right. There you go. <laughs> it's very close to Hakuna Matata. Mm, what a wonderful song. HTA. What a wonderful day. Of history. Guys, if you're in America, there are apparently three really good places to celebrate the Holy Festival. Here at UNF. Well, we're building our Holy Festival. We we're haven't get, got to that them. level. We're going to be there. We're going to get there. But apparently the three best cities, according to USA Today, three of the best cities to celebrate Holy Festival... New Brunswick, New Jersey. Really? Interesting. Real big in to the Holy Festival. This one really got me. It's not like Chicago. Moundsville, West Virginia. <laughs> nice. What? Is there a, a big Indian population a, there? They, they're behaving really good you would know. They've got their partying down. Their behaving there is really good. <laughs> it's fairly close to Pittsburgh, apparently. The but, strain there is more deadly. But apparently, if you're, if you're in the West Virginia area, Moundsville, Get there and party some holy festival. And the last place, Spanish Fork, Utah. So true. They it's like the most to random places. Right. Random as heck. They were pretty random, but they've got big holy. Like when you festivals. think of Indian influences in America, you I don't, don't think of. I can't. Think you don't anywhere. think of Moundsville, West Virginia. Girl, come That's on. automatically where I think of to party for holy festival. <laughs> Gosh, come on, guys. That is the holy festival, HTH, guys. That was an awesome HTH. Yeah. <laughs> of history. Holy day. I can't wait. Oh, Celebrate. nice. Very nice. You did, you did with the Madonna. I love it. Sweet. I love it. Guys, we're going to take one more break <laughs> before we talk to Brooks Mason from the Georgia Flood. We're going to hear their cover of Hold On, a song that the Alabama Shakes first recorded. This is the Georgia Flood with Hold On. We will be right back with Brooks Mason.
So bless my heart and bless my mind. I've got so much to do, I just ain't got no time. Somebody is calling up above. Say, come on, Brooks. You gotta come on up. You gotta UNF Jacksonville. And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Today we are joined by the Whistle King himself, Brooks Mason of the Georgia Flood, who will be in Jacksonville at Jackrabbits March 3rd. Brooks, how you doing? Hmm. I'm doing great, man. How you doing? You know, hanging in there, man. Hanging in there. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now... For the listeners of our show that are not familiar with the Georgia Flood, uh, give, give us an overall synopsis, who you guys are, where you're from, what type of music uh, you play. The listeners have got a taste of that already in the show, but, but give us an idea. Tell us about yourself. Well, the Georgia Flood is a, uh, is a very... We've changed over the years. We started out as a uh, blues band probably when I was 15 with me and my brother. My brother is the bass guitar player, and we've uh, we've been in every band together because it's just easier when you um, have to go to practice. You, you, your brother's already there, so you don't have to rely <laughs> on another person. Yeah. But um, I would have to describe the Georgia Flood now as probably an indie rock with, with some pop influences. I mean, basically, it was funny. We were at a gig last night, and somebody... Somebody came up and said, "You're you're Young the Giant and um and Black Keys hmm. if they had a child, which I love. That that's a great example because um, we do have some of those bluesy influences. I mean, those are never going to go away. Yeah. But uh, but with the band now, um, you know, we've we've been through some drummers and everything, but now we um are back um with the drummer that and that which makes us now we all went to the same high school, so mm. we're uh, it's a very good close tight knit group and um we just we just had the best time and uh it's it's funny because we we as with this band you know with this group um group of guys i don't think we've ever gelled like we ever have so we've been, we've been having a blast on the road and we've been 
we've been just, um, you know, it's just been a blast. <laughs> Definitely. Well, I, I saw an interview uh, you guys did a while back uh, that you, you mentioned it, but you and your brother have been playing around since since seven and nine years old, respectively, as far as as far yeah, as music. I, Say what? I got my first guitar when I was six, and I didn't really care anything about it, um, <laughs> which is funny. And um, we were actually getting into um, dirt bike racing, and mm -hmm. um, we were like, uh, I saw this kid crash and get lifelighted, and um, I was like, that's that's it. I'm gonna do something a little more safer. <laughs> But uh, so we sold one of our dirt bikes and we got all of the gear. And this was probably when I was probably 13, 14. Mm -hmm. And that's when we started really getting into music. Mm -hmm. And we played this, um, we've been in some various bands and stuff, but uh, we played this uh, diner, mm -hmm. this 50s diner. And we all dressed up and we used to dress up in like, um, in uh, like bow ties and all this cr um, crazy stuff, which the old folks loved it. Yeah. That was the whole main point. But we got $170 in tips, which at that point might as well have been 100000 Yeah, you were rich. And exactly. And so we said, we're going to do this from now on. And uh, that was probably, geez, that, that was probably 2011. And we started getting into the swing of things around then. And, you know, it's been a long, it's been a long journey, as, you know, every band has. But um, we've been truly grateful. And nice. it, we've been, you know, getting to see the, the country and everything. So, yeah. Well, now you guys are located out of Atlanta now, right? Yeah, we're we're probably thirty to forty minutes south of Atlanta, but okay. everywhere we go, we have to tell everybody Atlanta because <laughs> they don't know the town that we're really from. <laughs> That's I know, I, I, I can I can relate. Now, I, I I love to ask this because I, I go through Atlanta all the time, and it's uh, a little bit of a, a second home to me. Yeah. But uh, oh, really. Cool. Yeah, oh yeah. My my brother went to Georgia Tech. Uh, you know, w we're there all the time. Uh, I got to ask cuz I ask everybody that comes on the show that's from Atlanta, where is your favorite place to eat in Atlanta? Hmm. You know, now that we've been around a little bit, I, I you know, this is funny because I used to growing up in Atlanta, I never took took it for granted. Mm -hmm. I always it was just a town, you know, that we were close to. I've seen it a hundred times, you know. Yeah. But I, I didn't realize, like, how big of a city it is until I got out. Yeah. Like, it is such a big city. And, man, there's, there's so much great food. There's, like, there's, like, there's soul. I mean, there's a lot of soul food. Right? Mm -hmm. But, uh, Sweet. I don't know. Um, in Atlanta, I mean, we 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 played this um, barbecue joint forever called Fat Matt's. Mm -hmm. um, Fat Matt's Barbecue. We used to play that place. And, man, you know, we we would we would get home and we'd have so many bags they would basically give us food at the end of it and we'd have like three barbecue sandwiches and they'd still be good the next day yeah um but i don't know i i would just have to, i'll have to say fat mass or otherwise we'll just be talking for another hour about food. <laughs> well with fat match you you guys had to be uh sort of crammed in there because oh my gosh yeah <laughs> that was when we were a three piece and um yeah, it was rough. I remember one one time we would have buddies that would come out to jam with us, and, and we'd probably have uh, we'd have one guy standing next to the bathroom, like on the <laughs> not off the stage. I was so. about to say because I actually I had an interview for a job in Atlanta, and they took me uh, for lunch to Fat Mats, and I was just thinking when you were saying that, I was like, man, that was probably a tight gig. Would be oh yeah, <laughs> but man, we played there. We played there, no joke, for probably two years. We were a house band there every other like three months, nice. um, and and that that was crazy. But it it was a lot of fun, man. We just get up there and 
get uh, you know full of barbecue and just go with Sam. <laughs> well, I was hours. about to say it's it's a respectable choice. It's very good barbecue. They do a good job. It is very good barbecue. One of the funniest things is we had we passed a tip jar around. That was um, that was one of the ways you made money. Yeah. Um, when we did it, and um, and one time we got a rib bone, not a rib. <laughs> it was just a bone in the tip jar, and I was like, "Come on, bro. Mm, <laughs> It was the guy just throwing away his trash. Didn't even exactly. notice what was going on. Wham. Uh, yeah. Let's let's talk about your newest music. You got a you got an album out right now. Limited a time issue here. Uh, Polaroids and Panic Attacks, uh, which yeah. is limited edition CD. It came out when you guys uh, were doing the the Rock Boat show. Uh, Why did you guys decide to make it a limited uh, time kind of thing? Hmm. Well, we want that's a good question. We wanted to um, make the most out of the Rock Boat and. Mm-hmm. Um, and under our management, we've had bands that have gone to the rock boat as well, and um, and they've always said it's almost it's you almost have to have either a new CD or something going on the rock mm-hmm. boat um, just to give out to people and everything. And so we, we've been planning to do this record this year, and um, and we just didn't want to go on on the boat with our old record, which it's coming up. I don't know, maybe a year um, year old or something. But we just want to have something new and fresh, and so we offered a limited edition um, uh, CD. And um, I mean, it's going to have different artwork and all that, but it still has all the songs. And honestly, we, we were talking to the guys uh, yesterday. We don't know if we're going to have more songs to put on the actual release. But that was basically, you know, I, at first I was kind of confused too, but I was like, <laughs> it, it made sense. Um, I, I just didn't want to confuse everybody, you know, doing well, this CD, then we're going to come out with another one. Huh? But uh, we, so we just ended up doing a limited release, like it's like a special edition kind of. Oh. Yeah. Um, and uh, we just wanted to have some new music going on the rock boat to um, share because we were playing all of our new music. And um, we had a lot of people come up to us and say they enjoyed the music. So we're glad we had the CDs. Yeah. Otherwise, we would just been like, well, you're going to have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of the rock boat, you guys actually you got to play with some former guests of ours, uh, Andy Frasco and the UN, Sweet. and oh, yeah. uh, and the Dead South. Nice. Did you get any time to to hang out with those guys? Hmm. You know, it was it was very hectic. The rock boat. I mean, there was a lot of downtime, mm-hmm. but it, when you had downtime, there was another band playing. And yeah. When when they had downtime, you were playing. Yeah. And um. But I've known, I've I met Andy Frasco once before this, and um, I said hey to him. I caught a little bit of the show. Mm-hmm. But man, those guys, those guys are insane. Like, yes! they, it was funny because they had a documentary made, and they were playing it all in the cabins. And I, I just sat there, like, probably watched that documentary twice. <laughs> and it, cause it was just, like, crazy, them doing crazy stuff. And um, we rode, um, speaking of the Dead South, we when we got to New Orleans to get on the boat, yeah. we rode with them in, like, a little shuttle. Mm-hmm. They were all nice guys. They seemed really cool. They're from uh, Canada, uh, Canada, <laughs> Canada, right? Oh, they're from Canada, yeah, yeah. We, that's crazy, man. They, yeah. But I saw them. They had a great response. Yeah, um, yeah. The they, they, uh, they're from Saskatchewan. And wow. uh, I actually, because one of their band members, uh, Bonesaw is his nickname there, He, he uh, he's a real big Rush fan. And oh, yeah. uh, so I gave them, when they came on the show, a Rush quiz. And they actually they failed the rush quiz. They, they oh. yeah yeah they only they only got two I think it was two out of five questions right on the rush quiz. So next time if you're riding in a van with them, 
brush them up on some rush trivia. Yes! Just give rush them, trivia. They need they need to work on it because I told them I was going to take away their you know their their Canada their their Canada green cards as far what? as yeah. I mean you can't They're be a true Canada. Canadian without without knowing rush. That's, that's exactly essential. Yeah. That's a lot of that's a lot of. Um, there's a lot to go wrong though if you only have five questions. Yeah, it's true. It it is. It was you know it's a lot of pressure. I felt like maybe the listeners, if I did like forty questions, would be like, I'm gonna. <laughs> all right, this is enough. I've heard enough about yeah, Rush. I'm done. That's true. Who cares? <laughs> but we have a funny story about Rush. We were going to go see them in um, Alpharetta, Georgia, mm-hmm. and uh, and my dad was. We were with my dad and my brother, and uh, we went up there, and we at, and it was weirdly you no know, one was there. We were like, what the heck's going on? And um and so we asked the lady she, and she said to go when we got tickets she goes oh Rush played last night oh, we're like, oh my gosh so, <laughs> oh. that was the most embarrassed my dad's ever been but it was cool didn't get to see him man nope. uh, yeah. so before the rock boat cruise you guys also had a you had a pre party uh with Cowboy Mouth at the House of Blues yeah. Oh yeah. How, um, how, how did well, that show, uh, show go? Hmm. Uh, oh, it was great, man. We it's we played so in a lot of House of Blues they have a smaller room and then they have a bigger room. Mm-hmm. And uh, last year we played um, the smaller room with uh, with the band we were opening up for them, and it was just cool to like just transition over and uh, get to play in the big room. You know, because when we were there last year we were looking at the big room and I'm like man it would be great to, and we had no idea at that point that we were going to play it Yeah. but about a year later you know we, we played it and Cowboy Mouth is such a man I mean, I'm sure you've heard of them but yeah. it's just like it's hard to describe their sound I mean they're just very 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 energetic yeah. I, th- and, um, I think most people know you know uh, Jenny Says was a huge huge single but that doesn't really show all of their their repertoire there but they you no. know, ton a ton of exactly. energy yeah, and they're so, um, they're just, they're a bunch of nice guys, and, uh, you know, we appreciate them for letting us open for them, and their fans were, you know, rowdy in a good way, and it was just like, it was a really good party, and it was a good, kind of a good, uh, segue onto the, the rock boat, because there was a lot of fans that were on, on um, uh, in the show that were going to be on the boat, so nice. it was really cool. Really to kick it off right. Oh, yeah. It was I- a great show. I saw on Instagram that you guys took a you took a picture before you went uh, on stage there at that show, hanging out, and Gavin is uh, laying across you guys. He's yeah, late. it's and yeah, it was. Well, I was go gonna say that in that picture, you know, I noticed he he has a real look uh, like. Have you seen the movie Breakfast, uh, The Breakfast Club? Hmm. I have not, but I've heard of it. Okay. Well, if you go back, just go, you know, check check the files when you get time. Go back and look at Bender from Breakfast Club, the, the character Bender. Bender, and look at Gavin in that picture. It's spot on. Simple Minds, oh Don't gosh. Forget Me just starts playing yeah. uh, when you look at it. It's just that's what I saw. I was like, that's... <laughs> That's '80s right there. That is so yeah. Breakfast Club. <laughs> yeah, Gavin. Gavin is one of the interesting characters in the band. He's, <laughs> he's such a nice guy. I mean, I don't have anything bad to say about him. Yeah. Um, and but he he's funny man. He's got a different style. I, quirky is the only thing I could say. But <laughs> he wears he wears this um, zebra headband nice. sometimes. Sweet. And and it's funny. And um, you know, I just let him rock it. A lot of times, you know. I mean, I'm, I probably don't look the best on stage either, so I can't say anything. 
But uh, when he pulls out that zebra, he just changes it into like a some kind of spirit animal. I don't know. But I was about to say. Makes, makes him rock a little harder. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Unique. He steps into his character. Oh, yeah. It's stage for Sunday. <laughs> Now, I, I saw another thing uh, that was pretty, uh, you know, pretty significant uh, on Instagram. You guys were over a half a million streams on Spotify there in October, man. Say what? Uh, yeah. Th- that's awesome. Uh, oh, we, we can be more grateful, man. Like I said, we, we we do all this on a very, very tight budget. And, you know, we, we don't really have any money to promote any, anything yet. So we've been blown away by the, the response that we've gotten to this kind of grassroots uh, promoting and all that stuff and to get a half a million streams and you know basically a year it, it you know it's we're we're just so stoked for that and we're it, we're just it blew our mind very <laughs> nice well would you say that spotify uh would you say that's probably where you see you know, you know your best connection with fans out of all the different mediums hmm. um it's weird it's kind of weird because there's so many social media websites and it's yeah. so hard to keep track of all of them. Um, and Spotify musically is kind of like where we can gauge what's going on. Now, we can't gauge what's going on with iTunes or Pandora. Yeah. Maybe we can to an extent, but it's not, you know, pull up the app and just see, you know, our, um, our, our you know, I guess our plays like, and stuff. Yeah. But, but it's funny because we have more engagement kind of on Instagram like more comments and more you know stuff like that and then Facebook it's just all different and that's why it's weird it's like all of a different game that you have to kind of figure out and, and get the flow of each other yeah company. definitely well so. Ma- Megan speaking of making that connection with audience let's uh let's go ahead and play Illuminations off the new okay. limited edition Polaroids and Panic Attacks let's do it
Welcome back to the Doc G Show. We are with Brooks Mason of the Georgia Flood. Uh, We just heard Illuminations. Uh, Great song by the Georgia Flood. Um, So let's let's get back into it. Let's let's talk about touring now, Brooks. Uh, Let's do it. You guys have been heavy touring schedule. I mean, I know that's one of your, you know, obviously, that's that's your bread and butter there as far as your moneymaker. Um... You guys have toured everywhere over this past year, New York and Boston and Knoxville and Savannah, just all over the place. What would you say the best show you've had this year has been? Hmm. This year? That's that's crazy. Um, I don't know about this year because we're actually just now starting to get in the swing of things again. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, I got to say, you know, um, I guess the rock boat so far because... Mm-hmm. Um, because that was just an insane thing. I mean, we played, uh, this is where I was telling you about Andy Frasco doing a yeah. dunk on the back of the, the boat. There's like this tennis court. And, you know, it doesn't sound appealing when you when you think about it. But um, but when we went out there, it was super, super windy. We had like three shows, and we, this was one of the places we were playing. And um, we get out there, and we're like, no one's going to come out here. It's, it's so windy. It's, it's on the back of the boat. It's, and, you know, no one's going to come out here. So we, we were kind of putting ourselves in that mindset. And then, like, we started putting on our guitars, and, like, five minutes before we started playing, like, literally this, it was, I don't want to use the cliche reference, the floodgates opened, but, um, but literally there were so many people that just came in, and, and, you know, they were there, and they were singing our songs, and they were, you know, it was, they were, they were there for us, and it was just an amazing experience. So that's probably been one of our best shows of the year, um, but yeah, I mean, we got a lot more to go, so, you know, who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, so, I mean, I guess... Calendar year wise, you guys played in uh, New York last year. Um, yeah. H- how did those shows go? Because you played a, a oh. several up there. Yeah. So we try to get back to each of these markets within at least six months, mm-hmm. six months at the most. Um, but New York, I gotta say, is one of my one of my favorite favorite places to be. I, you know, yeah. I've always kind of dreamed of going there as a kid, and the fact that you know music was able to take us there is it just it blows my mind, and it's, it's, I'm truly grateful for it. Um, but you know, we have a, um, a great, uh, a great, great friend up in, um, in, uh, New York. Um, shout her out, Pam. Uh, mm-hmm. we love her so much and she helps us out and she really gives us the best experience in New York every time we go. So, you know, we're, we're kind of, um, I guess spoiled in that way, <laughs> but, but no, when we played in New York last year, you know, it's funny cause we're, we're at that level, you know, I mean, I can be honest with you, you know, sometimes we go, you know, we don't know how, you know, the draw is going to be and stuff, but yeah. And it was and it was crazy last time, you know, when we went to New York City, because this lot the year before that we played New York City in front of maybe two, three people, <laughs> and um and and when we came back, you know, there was a solid crowd that came to see us, and we, so we see it building slowly and slowly, and it's just it's just it's so much you know it's so much more fun, and it, and it definitely pushes yourself. Oh yeah, to just try harder and to keep writing and all that stuff. So it's, I, I, but you know, to tie it back, I love New York. City. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you know, that's that's surprising because. Uh, I saw, you know, not too long ago, about two years ago, you guys, uh, your van got broken into in Brooklyn. Oh, come on. Oh, yeah. And that was, that was, yeah. And they Go stole ahead. everything, right? Even your clothes. Every, Jeez. And even our clothes, man. I, I had a an old jacket that my grandma gave me. That was, that was one of the, the you know, it, it was a bittersweet moment because, we, you know, obviously we were in Brooklyn tracking, uh, we were doing some studio work at, uh, uh, Converse 
I can't. I think it's rubber, rubber tracks. tracks maybe. Mm-hmm. Yes, rubber tracks. And a great studio. And um, we we moved our as this that we were touring in my my grandpa's um, Dodge Dually. Nice. Truck, you know, with six tires. I don't know what, how many tires. Mm. It. But uh, <laughs> it's huge. It's it's a lot wider than a van, and it's it's definitely not as. Uh, much room as a man. Yeah. But anyway, um, so we were up in New York and uh, Brooklyn, and we were recording. And we come out and um, and we looked at a window, our wind, our uh, what do you call it? Mirror. Mm-hmm. I guess one of the side mirrors, and it was broken. We we're like, what the heck's going on? And um, so then we opened the back, and everything's gone. Suitcases. Um, luckily, you know, I'm I, I'm even you know I'm in a hotel right now. I, I always bring in my number one guitar, no matter where I go. I always have it. Yeah. So and we had guitars and, and, and pedals and stuff in the studio recording, but yeah, our um, drums got stolen. I mean, literally everything got stolen, and then I mean, we had to drive back from um, I think it was uh, uh, New Jersey to Atlanta, basically in the same clothes that we played the show before. So it was, it was really grody. Ew. But when it, there was good that came out of it. We um, when we came back, you know, we were just like, well, let's just make a Kickstarter, and you know, because this was before we even had insurance on our on our gear and stuff. Yeah. Which I I, I urge every band, if, no matter big or small, to get insurance on their stuff because so true. Um, because that did help out a good bit. But uh, but we 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 went on um, we went on and we did this Kickstarter or GoFundMe one and um. And we were just, we were just over, you know, we blew our mind. I've never been saying that a lot, but my <laughs> mind gets blown very easily. And, and we, we just, it just was so crazy because I think we raised up to like almost ten grand. I mean, eight grand or something. And it was just so crazy to, to have all these people that were, you know, in a time that we were all down and out and everything that they were just donating all their, you know, you know, a bunch of money, and it, it was just crazy. So we got so much money that we were able to do our EP. Very nice, and um, and so it was just kind of like a, you know, a, and we we gave a CD to everybody that donated because it was just it was just such a humbling experience to have all these people, you know, kind of just to, um, to keep egging you on, you know, when when you when you get down and out like that. But yeah, so we made the record, and you know, we're we're here now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, a sort of a shot in the arm. It was a silver lining that happened there. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, as far as all the, you know, we, we've been over a couple places that you played. Uh, how how high on the list was uh, your concert at uh, Nesbitt Elementary School Sweet. when you played Career Day? <laughs> Dude, that was that was another humbling experience. It was crazy. Yeah. Uh, so my girlfriend's sister is a teacher there, mm-hmm. um, and she mentioned the idea of me coming to Career Day, and you know, I'm. I obviously went to school a little bit, and, um, <laughs> and you know I remember career day being one of my favorite things, and um, and I remember and I talked to the uh, principal on the uh, phone, and I was like, "Are you sure you want me to come? Because you know I'm I'm just a you know I'm a musician. Yeah. I if, I, if you want me to be talking, and I couldn't tell the kids you know about every night you know about the bars and <laughs> stuff like that. So I had to definitely change my my lesson plan, if you will. Yeah. But, uh, um, but I went in there and I basically told the kids, you know, I, and this is what I wish I had somebody tell me when I was in, in, in elementary and stuff, you know, that you, know, you don't have to go to college. You don't have to, you know, do all these things to have a very fun life. And, you know, and uh, because, you know, there was all these lawyers and stuff. And I feel like, you know, granted, I was put with the first graders. They didn't want to put me with the fifth graders. Because <laughs> I think, they think that I may have too much influence. But, uh, 
but no, that was you know all joking aside. Um, it was it was great, and you know it was fun because I bought an acoustic guitar and I got mm. to play with all the kids, and you know they they were all asking me, and it was we I uh, went to um, my girlfriend's sister's class, which mm-hmm. this was probably one of the funniest ones. And man, they acted like I was Justin Bieber. It was really <laughs> weird. And they all wanted me to sign their their agendas and all this stuff. Nice. And they just, it was insane. And so we we took a picture with them, and uh, and they were just like they were just they said please come back. Yes. And um, it's funny that that you brought that up because I literally got an email um probably a week ago from Nesbitt Elementary. Nice. <laughs> wanting me to come back for career day, and you know I would do it, man. But I don't think my schedule allows that. <sighs> I, I, I encourage any musician to go out and if you can do a career day it was one of the most fun things that I've ever done yeah man so. influencing the youth thank you Just, that's what it's about somebody's gotta do it exactly and luckily you're there doing it you've got you've got your six string you're ready to show them the world sweet uh, oh yeah <laughs> quick question is uh, Natasha Bedingfield still following you on Twitter wait what you know I don't know um, hopefully <laughs> um, that's that's really cool you know, I notice a lot of bigger bands, they go and they follow a lot of people. Yeah. And then they unfollow them after you follow them back. Yeah, so, that's... I don't know. Blame. That's going to be the real test. If she's still following us, that may mean she's a fan. Well, you so know, we, that, we have... that's that's what I thought when I saw your, your Twitter post uh, on uh, the Georgia Flood account. I said, hmm... Was she doing that just to sort of grab influence from smaller bands? Or was she actually a fan of the music? You know, you and you know, now that you bring that up, as soon as this is over, I'm going to go check. And if she's still following us, there may be a good chance. It's funny because Gavin, um, uh, he, he came up to me and he was like, he was like, man, you're not going to believe this. I was like, what? He said, um, he's like, Natasha Bedingfield followed us. I was like, no way. <laughs> so I had to go check it out. And the same thing with like Echo Smith. And, you know, yeah. um, Echo Smith, they followed us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and they were liking, and not only that, they were liking some of our posts. So we were like, what the heck? Yeah. And uh, and, and so, I mean, I reached out to him. I even messaged him. I was like, hey, you know, we love you guys. We love, would love to do some shows with you. Yeah. But, you know, we never got any response. And I think they unfollowed us. Oh, so, come on, so, Echo Smith. Yeah. Come on, I know. guys. A, I know. a cheap trick on the on the social media. That's not the way yeah. to do it. They pulled it on us. It's, <laughs> it's all right. Uh, you guys are heading our way. Pretty excited about this. You guys are going to be in Jacksonville on March 3rd at yeah. uh, Jackrabbits. And I, I Jack think you Rabbit. guys have played Jackrabbits before, right? We played Jackrabbits about a year ago. Yeah. And, um... And man, it's a cool little bar. It reminds me of a bar that we grew up playing um, Very nice. near our hometown. And um, it's got great sound. And I mean, I, I don't know if it's the same sound guys when I was there last time, but really nice people and, and mm-hmm. people that you know they, they were helping us load all our gear and stuff, which is very rare mm-hmm. for sound guys. Oh but, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I love Jacksonville. We, um, geez, we we were there probably maybe three months ago or something. It was right yeah, around December so near Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, at Surfer, love, yeah, at Surfer, and I just, I just love Jacksonville. It's such a nice town, and it was one of those towns that when I went, when I came, sort of like, I went a long time ago when I was like six, but I came last year, and it was like, dang, I, you know, I never knew this town was like, like this 
this great and this, you know, bumping and everything. Yeah. And honestly, that's kind of like how um, we were last night uh, at this club we were playing. Um, now, I, you know, I don't know how to say this, and I'm probably I'm, I'm a little ignorant with these Florida <laughs> cities, but it's D-Land De- De- or D-Land? Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know what DeLand, yeah. Oh, DeLand, De- yeah. And um, it was just nuts because there's, like, so many people in this town that, you know, I'm, I hate to say it, I've never heard of it but until I've been here, but there's so many towns like that. Now, Jacksonville is obviously well-known, so it's not like... Not, not like yeah, a l- little, bit, little bit bigger, yeah. That's right! Yeah, you just go to these places when you're on the road and you're like, you know, I don't know how it's going to be, and then all of a sudden there's just, like, you know, thousands of people walking around the street and stuff. It's just nuts. Oh, yeah. But Jacksonville, man, I, I just... Um, I remember when we played there last year, we uh, we got done with a gig. It was a late gig, and um, we uh, went. To, I don't know where it was. Kind of this kind of centerplex, kind of like a food court thing. But we went to this like um, old pizza joint, mm-hmm. and it had an arcade in it. I don't I don't know what it's called, but it was like three o'clock, and we were eating pizza. So, um, Sweet. But I'm looking forward to it, man. Anytime we come to Jacksonville, I'm stoked. Now you guys are playing with the uh, ghost of Paul Revere. Have you ever played with those uh, guys from Maine before? Hmm. I haven't, but uh, they sound pretty. Um, they sound pretty spooky. Um, <laughs> That's right. You know, they put so the ghost in there. It got it got real scary. <laughs> I know, I know, and um, it's it crazy they were able to get them. But I mean, wait, what? I I, I, I have, I've listened to them a little bit, but I need to go and, and dive into some of the music. Yeah, I, I like I like going um, when we're playing with other bands. I like being that guy that goes up and shakes their hand and says, "I love that song." Yeah, and it really <laughs> it really makes the other band like you that much more. So. Oh yeah, well, they, um, I, I've t- I've taken a couple spins on the Ghost of Paul Revere, and I I would say you know they they have. And I'm sure they probably get this, and it's a little bit cliche sounding, but they have sort of a Mumford and Son sound a little bit. Okay. Um, and I, I really enjoyed a couple of their tunes that they had on there, so yeah! they they should be able to get uh, the crowd going as well. I think it'll be cool. a really good show with the uh, the combination of both you uh, both you guys together. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a good one. Now, before I let you go, I wanted to ask you about the new single you guys are releasing March 16th, Empty Houses. Yes, this is this has been one a long time in the making, and um, this was probably, this is probably my, one of my favorite songs on the, the new um, EP we're going to be putting out. Very nice. Um, but Empty Houses, I, I, I don't, I don't want to be the guy that just is just so infatuated with his music, <laughs> but uh I gotta say, man, I love this song so much. It's, it's we went to the studio and we recorded in uh, Decatur, Georgia, with our one of our buddies, um, Damon. At um, um, guys, you're gonna tell me out. Standard <laughs> Standard Electric um, uh, recording. I mean, okay. it's, it's, it's it's hard to remember, but <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. And um, man, it's got such a it's got such a vibe. Like it's in this old house and uh, next next to a Waffle House. Nice. You you would drive by it and never know. But you you go into this house and it's like it's like transformed to like this this fifties studio like it looks like it's from like the fifties and through the seventies. Very nice. And he's got this old big like board from like the eighties, and um and we just go in there and you know there's no windows there's no nothing we just go in there you know and just slamming out these songs and empty houses was one of the first ones that we went and we were just like holy crap man yeah this it sounds it sounds great and um it's a, it's a fun song to play because. When that went live, because when that bass line just starts out, people, it, everybody, if they're not paying attention, they look. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, so 
I'm excited for it, though, for sure. It's an awesome song, and we're going to hear it in just a second. But, Brooks, we are up against a break. I want to I wanna thank you for taking the time to talk to us today, man. Thank you. No, thank you so much for having us. I, I appreciate it, and I, I look forward to seeing you soon. Yeah, man. Well, uh, hopefully we can connect there on March 3rd uh, when you guys are playing Jackrabbits. Yeah, man. Like I said, just hit me up, and um, we'll have to go get a bite to eat or a beer or something. Very nice. Listeners, you can check them out on Instagram at the Georgia Flood and on Twitter at the Georgia Flood. Their music on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and more. You can always visit their website to get the information, www.thegeorgiaflood.com. Right now, we're going to hear the new single, Empty Houses. Keep it locked here on the Doc G Show.
Yeah! A little empty houses by the Georgia flood. Say what? Better go check them out on March 3rd. I'm telling you guys. Gotta go. We should go as a radio twa oh, to yeah. their show. That's right. They're at Jackrabbits on the 3rd. Good tunes right there. It's gonna be a good show for sure. Yes! Speaking of good shows, we got a lot of them coming up, guys. Heck yeah. We got a lot of them. We, we have got, got comedian Shane Torres next week. He's going to be on the show. Can't wait to talk to him. He's got a fantastic album out. Been on Conan twice. He's dominating the world with his jokes about Guy Fieri. Can't oh, yeah, yeah. wait to talk to Shane. Funny guy. Also, we've got uh, Quincy White, the rapper, coming on the show as well. We've talked about Quincy. He's traded bars before with Kendrick Lamar. Ooh. He's got a fantastic album out that is uh, killing the charts. That's right. We've got a fantastic musician, songwriter, Travis Meadows. Can't wait to talk to him. He's going to be on the show. And, of course, we've got friend of the show, Rich Cho coming on the show again. We're going to get him. Rich Cho on the show. You know it. Trader Cho is coming again. Trader Cho. Trader Cho. And we thank him for for being so available. Mighty Cho Young. Yeah. Mighty Cho Young. Right? I can't wait for these shows. They're going to be fantastic. Am I right? That's a good lineup, man. You know it. Guys, as I said, we don't have any birthday suits, so this is it. We're just... Done. Blam. That's it. All right, guys. See you later. I'm. <laughs> we're not gonna keep the listeners wins <laughs> suspense anymore. But that's it, guys. That's it for the radio try. I have been your host, Doc G. With me, Dave Burles Berlin. Until next time, Doc. Woo. Justin, Virgin Bat Evangelista. Bye. Bye. Until next week. Zip it up and zip it out. Mm-hmm.